0: Joshua, chapter 5, verses 13 and 14. When Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, Are you a friend or a foe? Neither one, he replied. I am the commander of the Lord's army. At this time, Joshua fell with his face to the ground in reverence. I am at your command, Joshua said. What do you want your servant to do? Jesus, you beautiful. You are beautiful. You want beautiful. All right, guys, welcome back to the Philippians 3, 13 and 14 podcast. I've been out of the studio for about three weeks. I've had a lot going on, been real busy in my personal life, but I am back uh, and I am ready to uh, get uh, the Philippians 3, 13 and 14 podcast back up and running. Uh, it's been a good ride so far and I look forward to continuing it. Uh, I want to thank the Crown Rights Cast Network uh, for allowing me to get on. I'd like to thank Pastor Michael Ware of Holly Ridge Presbyterian Church, HRPC, here in Blacksburg. This is the church that we do the podcast in. Uh, good, biblically sound church, good, biblically uh, sound preacher. And Pastor Michael, I just had lunch with him, so uh, he opened my eyes to some things. So um, yeah, if you're in the area, um Kings Mountain, Grover, Blacksburg, Gaffney, wherever Shelby. Uh, and if you were looking for a good biblically sound church and uh, a church that'll uh, teach you a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge, uh, come and visit with uh, Pastor Michael Ware here at uh, Holly Ridge Presbyterian Church and his congregation. and just love you to death. So uh, it's good to be back. Uh, Philippians 3 13, 14. This is the name of my podcast. And uh, my verses today. Um, comes from the book of Joshua chapter 5 verse 13 and 14 but before we go any further let's read Philippians 3 13 and 14 these are my favorite verses in the whole Bible no dear brothers and sisters I have not achieved it but I focus on this one thing I forget the past and look forward to what lies ahead I press on to reach the end of my race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling All right, so Uh, Just like I said, um, our text today comes from the book of Joshua, uh, chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. Um, The name of this devotion is called The Presence of Jesus. Uh, In the book of Joshua, chapter 5, verse 13 and 14, it reads like this. When Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him. With a sword in his hand, Joshua went up to him and demanded, Are you a friend or a foe? Neither one, he replied. I am the commander of the Lord's army. At this, Joshua fell with his face to the ground in reverence and says, I am at your command. Joshua said, What do you want your servant to do? Have you ever been around anyone who is really important, like a big-time politician or a president for that matter? I know personally for me, When it's just the regular people that I work with every day, I tend to be more relaxed and more comfortable. I've been working uh, at my job for many, many years, and I know their families, and they know mine. You know, it's just people that I've worked with for a long time. But the company I work for, Walmart, is such a huge company, and they have big wigs everywhere. So when our district manager comes in, who is over 12 stores, my behavior changes a little bit. I want to impress the bosses. I want them to see that I take initiative to merchandise and come up with ideas to innovate and to be creative and that I'm on top of my job. The people I work with don't really pay none of that no attention because we've done our jobs for so long. It's just something we do. But when the people who has the bigger badges comes for a visit, the behavior changes because you want to make yourself and the store look good. And sometimes when someone majorly important comes around, we tend to act somewhat different. I'm not saying we act different according to the gospel because we must never compromise the word of God. I'm saying in a sense that you don't want to be remembered as disrespectful or rude, but you carry yourself with dignity and class. You are in the presence of somebody every day if you proclaim to be a Christian. You are in the. Pre- I'm sorry, I got a little tongue-tied. You are in the presence of someone every day if you proclaim to be a Christian, and that someone is really important, and his name is Jesus. You see, in these two verses, Joshua responds to the man in this passage. Demonstrated. Excuse me. See, in these two verses, Joshua's response to the man in this passage demonstrated the significance of this um, figure, who some scholars believe to be the pre-incarnate Jesus. We don't really know who this is, but obviously it was someone really important in the army of the Lord. And if this was, in fact, Jesus, Joshua did what many of us will do one day when we meet Jesus. We will fall on our face in reverence. Much about this figure in this passage is unclear, his name, his background, and the way in which he appeared. See, obviously, whoever this is, Joshua showed reverence, respect, and honor. Every day and every second of our life, we are in the presence of someone very important. And our conduct and our behavior and our attitude and our words and our thoughts and our actions should reverent and respect who we are representing, and that is Jesus. We need to represent Jesus on our social medias. And we need to be respectful and mindful of the fact that we are representing our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We must realize that we honestly can't have a bad day in the presence of someone so gracious, so merciful, and so great. Jesus is all of those things. We can have bad moments, and we can go through the battle sometimes, but we, if we have bad days every day, every day, day in and day out, day in and day out, uh, we're, we're not being a good representation of Jesus. If we say we love Jesus, we must act like him. If we say we live for him, then we must live for him. Excuse me, I got tongue tied again. If we say we love Jesus, we must act like we love him. If we say we live for Jesus, then we must live for him. We must be about our father's business all the time. If we say that we follow God, then we acknowledge the fact that there is someone higher than us and higher than anything that we could ever imagine or describe walking with us. See, Joshua acknowledged that this person was important and significant. Then after being told who he was, Joshua fell down and showed reverence. He submitted and surrendered and said, what do you want me to do? These are just ways that you can honor Jesus every day in your life. I got five simple points here. The number one point, you need to love like Jesus. 1 John 4.19 says, we love because he first loved us. He hung on a cross and he laid down his life for us. The Bible also goes on to say that people will know we are followers of Christ by the way we love. John 13, 35 says, By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. See, a lot of people say they love you like Jesus, but when they get mad, they quit loving you and they quit talking to you. We must love one another. We must love those who sees things differently than we do. Think differently, act differently. Not one time did I say convert and transform to their ways, but you must love them. We should never compromise. Love is the greatest commandment. We must show love to everyone we come across because at the end of each day, we have to honor the presence of Jesus in our lives. See, understand this. Jesus is the most important person in my life, and everyone I encounter and engage with daily is important to Jesus also. So in 2021 and going into 2022, I'm going to do my absolute best to show the love of Jesus more than I ever have to everyone I come across. Romans 13:10, love does no wrong to others, so love fulfills the requirements of God's law. What I meant by that was um, going into 2022, you know, for the last four or five years, our country has just been in shambles. Our country has just been uh, torn apart by political differences and religious differences. And, you know, no matter the difference, we're just tore apart. We got to do our best to love people. Not accept the lifestyles that some of our government wants to shove down our throat, but we've got to love people because the Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. The second thing. We honor the presence of Jesus in our life by being humble. Pride will get you nowhere. Being puffed up and haughty will get you nowhere. You have to be humble. So many preachers and churches are full of arrogance. I believe what I'm about to say, and I'm not saying I'm right, but I think the reason the Bible says that narrow is the gate and wide and broad is the way that lead to destructions, I think the ones entering the narrow gate are the ones who are truly humble. In the spirit of God, I mean in the sight of God. They are the ones who don't have a spirit of competition or a spirit of haughtiness. The body of Christ is not in competition with each other. We need to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt us in due time. There has been times in my Christian walk where I've had to check my pride. One of the most famous verses in the Bible reads like this, Second Chronicles 714, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, and I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. He didn't say if my churches, the ones that have over a hundred people, he didn't say that. He said, if my people, he's talking directly to the believer here. He's talking directly to the church. He's not talking to the church with a thousand members or five thousand members. He's talking to the churches that may have five members or 50,000 members. That's who he's talking to. He didn't say, if my people, he didn't say only the ones that have degrees hanging all over the wall. He didn't say, if my people, he didn't, he didn't specify uh, that It's only his people who read the King James Version. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. We have got to humble ourselves and pray. America's in shambles, our world's in shambles, and it's up to the church to get it right. It's not up to the unbeliever. They don't believe. When he addresses this, he addresses the church. Uh, Pastor Michael Ware, who allows me to do this podcast, he is the one... Who I just had a conversation with, um, about this verse Second Chronicles seven fourteen, and um, he 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 made it sound so so simple, man. And and you know he really opened my eyes. He's not talking to the pagan nations in this verse. He's talking to the church. So when he says if my people, he's talking to us, the believers. It's not about us. It's about surrendering and humbling our lives under the mighty hand of God, and he will heal our land. When I say it's not about us, I'm not saying it's not about your education. It's not about how many programs you got going on. It's It ain't about any of that. It's about us as a whole coming together and believing God and repenting and turning from our wicked ways, and then we got to stay humble and God, God said he heal us, man, and you know, and we have got to do that. Proverbs eighteen twelve. Before destruction, a man's heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. Proverbs 22, 4 says the reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor in life. The presence of Jesus in your life will not accept or tolerate a prideful spirit. Reverence the Lord with a humble spirit. The third thing compassionate we got to be compassionate we have completely lost the meaning of being compassionate we want to beat people up so bad and it's not even funny we want to ask a million questions to why someone needs help or maybe they may be in financial need then people say well we can't give to nobody because we get took advantage of i see the grace of jesus took advantage of every single day of my life And I'm glad Jesus didn't have that attitude when he hung on the cross and died for us. His grace has been took advantage of for years and years and years. Compassion has been forced out of churches and all across this country. When Jesus looks at me through all of my worries and all of my doubts and all of my shortcomings, he loves me and shows compassion for me. He doesn't beat me up because I struggle sometimes. He doesn't beat me up over my thoughts. He just simply he's just simply being compassionate towards me and we must show compassion towards others people in the world show more compassion than church folks being kind and nice to people every day is and will honor the presence of Jesus in your life colossians 3:12 says put on then as God's chosen ones holy and beloved Compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. We must be compassionate toward others. Some folks have had a tough life. And it's us, the church folks, that don't need to beat people up. Jesus will be honored if you practice this one commandment. The fourth thing, worshiping Jesus will honor his presence. Psalms 29.2 says, Ascribe to the Lord the glory do his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. We must worship the Lord with our thoughts and our actions. Our words and everything about us should be to glorify God. Listen to what I'm saying on this podcast. He is worthy to be praised, and he is worthy to be lifted up. He's the deliverer. He's the healer. He will set you free and give you a new life. Worship him honors his presence because worship acknowledges his presence. He's my everything. He wakes me up in the morning. He walks with me throughout the day. He lays down with me and gives me peace of mind so I can rest. There is plenty of reasons why believers should be filled with worship all the time. Bringing praise to God. Worshiping him. Worship Him, pray and bring honor to His presence in your life. Be thankful and content and just lean on His everlasting arms. Exodus 15:2 says, "The Lord is my strength and my song, and He has become my salvation. This is my God and I will praise Him, My Father's God, and I will exalt Him. Worship is very vital. The fifth thing, seeking Him will honor His presence. We must seek after the presence of the Lord, even though his presence is with us daily. We must pursue the Lord every day of our life. If we don't wake up desiring Jesus, then we are not honoring his presence in our life. Believers wake up every day, and some of us wake up every day with thoughts of insecurities, discouragement, worry, doubt, fear, and it plays on our mind all day, and the attacks get worse and the burdens get heavier. But if you will wake up every day and proclaim that Jesus is the Lord of your life and you walk with him and give him everything in your life, no devil or demon in hell has a chance. You honor the presence of Jesus in your life by trusting Jesus. Psalms 119.10 says, With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. Psalm 63.1 says, David Psalm of David, when he was in the wilderness of Judah, O oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Your soul could be thirsty, and you may be going through a dry spell, but there is a Jesus who is walking with you daily, and his presence in your life can satisfy every need in your life. And all you have to do is seek him with everything inside of you. As this year winds down, going into 2022 here in a couple months, I've made my mind up, I'm going to seek him more than I ever have. There is places in the call that God has, I mean, there is places in the call that God has placed on my life that I want to go. And in order to get to those places, I'm going to have to go deeper in my pursuit of Jesus in my pursuit of more anointing, and those things will be top priority in my life. I just want to honor Jesus every day. I want to honor his presence. I'm tired of wearing myself sick over things that don't bring glory to the Lord. I'm ready to seek him through every situation and every circumstance and every obstacle that tries to come near me. Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened to you. Verse eight says, for everyone that asks receives, and he that seeks finds, and him that knocks it shall be open." All you have to do is seek him and chase after him. His presence surrounds us daily, and going forward, we just need to show him more respect and more honor with our attitudes and our words and our actions. Every day of my life, I want to honor His power and authority in my life. I also want to honor His deep love for me. And I just pray that anyone who listens to this podcast will listen to this podcast and not listen to uh, a few times that I stumbled over words or, or not listen to maybe a word I mispronounced. But I pray that you'll just listen to this and you'll honor the presence of Jesus every day in your life. In the book of Joshua, it says that Joshua fell down to his face in reverence. In church, we need to fall on our face sometimes in reverence of Jesus. We need to quit thinking and worrying and and talking about all this other stuff, and we just got to reverence Jesus in our life. He is the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords, and without him, I am nothing. So I just pray today that whoever listens to this will be encouraged, that you will just be set on fire for the Lord, and that you will do your part in honoring Jesus every single day of your life. If you say you love him, you got to love like Jesus, and then you got to be humble, and then you got to be compassionate, and then you got to worship him, and then you got to continuously seek him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to come and do this podcast Lord, I'm going to be more disciplined in, in coming and in doing this podcast and doing this devotion, Lord. I know I've gotten busy for three weeks, and, Lord, forgive me of that, Lord. Lord, I thank you for my friendship with the uh, pastor of this church, Lord. Today he really opened my eyes, God, and, and God, I just love him and, and love his family, Lord, and love his congregation so much, God. And, God, I just pray a special blessing upon this church, Lord. Lord, I pray right now that you would just touch me going forward, Lord, that, Lord, I would love more like you. Lord, I would remain humble, Lord, that I would show compassion, that I will worship you, God, and then, God, I'll seek you with everything inside of me. And, Lord, I, Lord, that's my prayer for the people that listen to this devotion, God. I pray, Lord, that they just seek you with everything inside of them, God. I pray, Lord, that they'll just go after you with everything inside of them, Lord, that every care, every problem, every worry, God, they'll lay at your feet, Lord. And, Lord, they would just... Uh, Uh, love like you. Lord, they would keep a humble spirit. They would be compassionate. Lord, they will worship you and they'll seek you. God, I love you and I just thank you for everything that you've done in my life. Without you, I'm nothing and without you, I'm nobody. And Lord, I just praise you, Lord, for what you're doing in my life in the name of Jesus. All right, that wraps up the Philippians 3, 13 and 14 podcast today. I pray that you will be encouraged listening to this and I pray that um, uh, you you'll just be encouraged, um, honor the presence of Jesus in your life. If you if you say you're a Christian, He is in your presence every day. And the things we say, and the ways we act, and the things we do, they all have repercussions. And um, let let them be good repercussions. Numbers chapter six. Verse 24 through 26 says, May the Lord bless you, may He keep you, may He lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of Jesus I pray. Amen and Amen. God bless. Jesus, you beautiful. You are beautiful. You are beautiful. I you